Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. How is everyone doing today? Hope you guys are doing fantastic. I know it has been a little bit since our last show, but have been just busy behind the scenes. YouTube, Snapchat channels are coming soon. Just hold on just a little, a little bit longer. That's all I ask for you. But as I was saying earlier, how's everyone doing? Any updates since we last spoke before I get into this international fight week? UFC 290 going down in Las Vegas and the T-Mobile Arena. And a hell of a card it is. I mean, it is probably the most stacked uh, card of the year. A good second place can come to UFC 291, July 29th, headlined by Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje for the BMF belt. That'll probably be a close second. Uh, that one's also stacked. Jan Blachowicz taking on Alex Pieta. Um, that is Israel Adesanya's nemesis, Paula Costa, Tony Ferguson. Oh, that that's a good one. That We'll talk about that one in a few coming weeks, but... We're going to talk about this one, and as always, before I get into it, my weekly update did see The Flash. Fantastic movie. I was telling my friends about this. It is definitely a close second for my most favorite DC movie of all time. I believe uh, the first Wonder Woman is still, I think, the best one. I actually want to see that one again. Uh, the second one does not exist. That that 1984 Wonder Woman, we we uh, we don't talk about that one. Um, so it's it's kind of crazy. Out of all the DC movies, the Batman versus Superman, the Superman solo movie, and um, all the other ones like the Aquaman's, the, the two that they out of all of those, only two have been fantastic hits. The Wonder Woman and the Flash. If you guys have not seen it already. Go check it out. P- pretty great movie. I'll put it up there. And let, let's get into it. Let, let, let's get back into this fight because we do have some a, a lot to cover. We have a lot of things to cover. Mm-hmm. And where should I start? From the top to the bottom? Let, let's just uh, preview the card. Uh, headlining, we have the number one pound-for-pound fighter, Alexander Volkanovsky, having a record of 25 wins and two losses, taking on Yair Rodriguez, the heavy, heavy underdog, 16-3. and three, And it is going to be such a banger of a fight. Co-main event headlined by Brandon Moreno taking on Alexander Pantoja. That's interesting for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about that. Noticeable mentions, Robert Whitaker taking on Drakeus Duplessis, a.k.a. we just call him DDP. And then Jalen Turner fighting Dan the Hangman Hooker. And then Bo Nickel, the biggest, let me say this again, the biggest favorite in the UFC of all time. Let that process take on a late replacement Val Woodburn. Never heard of him. Don't know the guy. But, wow, he. I believe he's sitting at a... Uh, minus 3,000? That is just insane. I guess I'll, I'll cover that one really quickly. If you guys don't know, Bo Nickel is considered to be the best wrestler of all time. You know, like won nationals a few times, All-American a few times, and he's making his, uh, not his UFC debut, He's only he has four 
Uh, he's 4-0. Uh, I believe two of those wins, yes, two of those wins on Dana White's Contender Series. And then he had his first actual... Um, his first actual real fight on the John Jones card where he captured the heavyweight title against, uh, who was it, um, Cyril Gan, And that's where he had his first official win uh, as far as like non-Dana White's contender series goes. And so this would be his, I'd say, fourth fight in the UFC. Uh, fifth, he'll be 5-0. and And Val Woodburn taking, uh, taking this fight on a one-week notice. Uh, his previous opponent, Trayson Gore, pulled out about two weeks ago, but hopefully they, they well, not hopefully, they did find a new replacement. Val Woodburn trains with Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland over at Extreme Couture. So this will be, it's going to be a very interesting fight. Bo Nickel, obviously, is going to want to get him to the ground and wrestle him. Val Woodburn, we don't know anything about him at all. He's making his UFC debut. Um, if there's now, let, let's just set the record straight for all reasons, for all things under the sun, for everything that's right in the universe, Bo Nichols should hand this guy his first loss just easily. It shouldn't be an issue. Uh, but, but if you are a betting man like myself, I like those odds. I like those odds. I mean, if you bet like a dollar, you you win like uh, what like not more than five times your money. It's insane. Bet like ten bucks. If Val Woodburn upsets Bo Nickel, you probably walk. I think you'll walk away with around two hundred dollars. I mean, if 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 not even uh, more than that, probably like two fifty three hundred. I, I definitely need to check. And I, I will be betting on the underdog on this one, and you should as well. Um, let, let's go back to the top. That, that was the first fight. That's the opening fight. Bo Nickel, Val Woodburn. Let's go all the way back up to the top. Whew. Alexander Volkanovsky, number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world, taking on Yair Rodriguez. Also, um, he, he's an underdog, not a, a an extreme underdog, but Yair Rodriguez, I think he's like plus three, 300. I believe the last time I've seen the odds, he was sitting around plus 300. Makes sense. I mean, Volkanovski ran through Max Holloway three times. He um, stopped Korean Zombie in the fourth round. The referee stopped it while he was standing. He also, um, I think, did he finish Brian Ortega? I know he de- defeated Brian Ortega, but I think that probably went to decision. But he is really just making a name for himself when it comes to these back-to-back fights. Let's see. Um, he, he decisioned Brian Ortega, but... If you saw that fight, man, they, they could have stopped that fight in the fourth round as well. Now, uh, again, this fight is huge for a lot of reasons. The UFC is trying to, not even trying, they are trying to build up the Mexican fan base. They just opened up a few PIs down in Mexico. We have the new champion, Alex, um, Alex Grasso, defeating uh Shevchenko Valentino Shevchenko and then we had Yair Rodriguez now currently holding the interim 145 pound title and they are just really really pushing this they wanted to do the push with Amanda Nunes taking on Irene Aldana but I mean you're you're talking about the woman's goat here come on man you know she you know she did lose against uh what's her name um I forgot 
I forgot her name. The one that surprisingly finished uh, Amanda Nunes in the second round. And but uh, she kind of bounced back in that rematch, and then Irene Aldana. That was just just a shutout. But you can really tell overall the UFC is really trying to push on the Mexican fan base. Even recently announcing the rematch of Valentina Shevchenko versus Alex Grasso on um, the same weekend as the boxers as Canelo Alvarez's next fight. So that they're, they're really just pushing this fight, um, not this fight, but they're really just pushing onto the Mexican audience, which I don't blame them. You know, if anybody likes to fight, it's the Latin community. They are still dominating boxing and it will yet to be seen whether the same can be said for mixed martial arts. So overall, uh, game plan strategy. Alexander Volkanovsky, as we know, has tremendous takedown defense. He's not going to need it. Yeah, Rodriguez is not going to be trying to take down Alexander Volkanovsky. And and Alexander Vol- this is mostly going to be a stand-up affair. Yeah, Rodriguez, some of the most beautiful, violent, and tenacious kicks I have ever seen. I still, to this day, do not know how he stood toe-to-toe with Max Holloway, and he just ate those shots. I thought for sure this was going to be the first time Max Holloway was going to be stopped in his career. But uh, at the end, Max Holloway showed why he is still the second best featherweight of all time, um, if not a close third. And he really took it to Yair Rodriguez in those third, fourth, and fifth round with the wrestling. But uh, Yair Rodriguez has since then bounced back. He fought... um, Josh Emmett for the interim title, stopped him in the second round, and you just see the evolution of his game just slowly coming to fruition, and overall, I mean, I have to lean with Alexander Volkanovsky, but if you want to bet some money, if you're not afraid of losing a few bucks, like I'm going to probably be betting on Yair Rodriguez as well, this could be his time. And if there's anything about the great fighters, the John Joneses, the George St. Pierre's, the Khabib's, the Kamaru Usman's, if you want to stop these gentlemen, you have to put them asleep. You have to separate them from consciousness, which is the biggest compliment you can give a fighter. That means if you go to the judges' scorecards, you will not win. You will not TKO them either. You have to put them asleep in a submission or you have to knock them out Francis Nugano style in order to beat these gentlemen. Yeah, Rodriguez, he is not a one-punch artist, but he could possibly catch um, Alexander Volkanovski in a kick. It is very highly unlikely, but it is very doable. If I have to give an honest split, I mean, it is 70-30, 70 being Alexander Volkanovsky. But, I mean, 30% is still 30%. So, if you want to bet on this fight, I very, very much just recommend it. Because if there's any time, it is now, Volkanovsky is 35 years old. That is the usually the tipping point as far as... Um, of a fighter's athletic prime, you know, uh, you can get away with it in the later weight classes north of 185 pounds, you know, 185 and above is usually about 38 is your prime, but 145, 35, 36 is it. So 
Alexander Volkanovsky is going to eventually lose. Every fighter ends their career face down, ass up. That's just how it goes, and that is the game, and that's why we love it and want to give all these fighters as much praise as we can while they're still here and, and appreciate every single one of them. Official pick, Alexander Volkanovsky. Bet some money. Go with Yadier Rodriguez. And co-main event, Brandon Moreno taking on Alexander Pantoja. This fight is extremely significant if you know the background of these two gentlemen. If you don't know who Alexander Pantoja is, he has not one, but two wins over Brandon Moreno. He beat Brandon Moreno on the Ultimate Fighter, and then he also beat him, um, it was about four years ago, uh, via decision. So while, and on the Ultimate Fighter, he submitted him in the second round. I will admit, this was before Brandon Moreno was crisp and precise. He was not as uh, cut and just, he wasn't as cut, he wasn't as prime, and he did not know what he did not know when he fought Alexander Pantoja in the past. But the past is the past, baby. Brandon Moreno has leveled up since then. He showed us in those three Davidson Figueredo fights, oops, scratch that, those four Davidson Figueredo fights that he has evolved. He also showed that in the Kai Kara France fight, uh, Israel Adesanya's teammate, when he stopped him with a liver kick in the second or third round. So he's been showing that he's been leveled up. He is not the same fighter. I don't expect him to stop now while he's on the roll. And I believe he is going to get the revenge over his nemesis, Alexander Pantoja. And I'm going to say possibly third or fourth round finish. If not, I believe Brandon Moreno is going to take it on the judges' scorecards. Bet on that. No sticking, no underdogs, no pits, no DraftKings. I'm going all in on Brandon Moreno. And another fight to mention, which is interesting in a lot of ways, Robert Whitaker versus Drikis Duplessis, a.k.a. DDP. Oh, boy. Um, while DDP is... I don't know what is going on with the UFC matchmaking. Robert Whitaker, and for all accounts, for all intention purposes, is probably going to dominate this fight. If DDP wants to win, he has a puncher's chance of doing it. He sh should not have probably gotten this fight. If I was his manager, I would have told him not to take this fight. Why? Why is should he have not have taken this fight? If you guys don't know, you're only as good as your last fight or as your last few fights. His last two fights were against Darren Till and... Um, uh, Brunson, uh, Derek Brunson, uh, Darren Till and Derek Brunson. Look at that. And, and both those fights, they were back and forth wars, absolute wars. Uh, DDP got dropped a few times, dropped, um, Derek Brunson a few times. Did he get the W? Yes. But if you are scraping barely by, by the grit of your teeth against Darren Till and Derek Brunson, no shame in those guys, respect them as athletes, but they are just not the top echelon of fighters that are in the UFC. If anything, the top five, I mean, you still have Paulo Acosta, Sean Strickland, Marvin Vittori in, the, in those top five rankings right there. And then it used to be Alexander, um, used to be Alex Pereira. 
before he decided to move up to 205. But I, I just I don't like that if you are just barely getting through and taking so much damage. While I said Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez is a 70-30 split, for all intents and purposes, this is like a, a 90-10. I mean, if anything, an 80-20, I would not go 70-30. I would say this is an 80-20 win for Robert Whitaker. And that, my friend, is why you should also bet on this fight. And if there's any fight that you want to make money on, it is going to be DDP winning, Yair Rodriguez, and Val Woodburn against Bo Nickel. Those are the three biggest fight underdogs. And if all three of those happen, oh my God, you can probably retire. If all three of these underdogs win and you bet 100 bucks. Like let's just say twenty bucks, you're probably walking away with probably five hundred dollars just because of how sizable underdogs these gentlemen are on this fight, and that is what I'm going to be betting on. And this is International Fight Week. I don't know what the UFC is thinking. I believe they probably know something behind the scenes, but they want to keep their cards close to their chest, and I don't blame them because it's just. It it smells really fishy what is going on on this card. Last but not least, one big mention is one of our fan favorites, Robbie Lawler, is retiring. He's the main event on the prelims. Robbie Lawler has brought us so many memories. He's been fighting since he was 18. He's been uh, fighting for over 20, 25 years. That is legendary. I, he is a shoe-in for the UFC Hall of Fame, taking on Nico Price. And we all love Robbie Lawler. You know, that, we all remember him for that absolute war he did against Rory McDonald. That was just such a savage fight. He was able to capture the welterweight title late in his career. All respect to him. And just excited to see, you know, Robbie Lawler go out. So I really want to go out, him to go out on a W because that's what we all want. We don't want all of our favorite fighters to retire face down, ass up. Man, somebody's got to walk on their feet, right? Oh, man. So that is the majority of the card. I hope you guys uh, loved it. And like I said before, I'm going to be having my social links on the uh, on the podcast soon. Still just doing a lot of work of finishing everything behind the scenes. But I hope to have that out to you guys soon. Um, it'll, when I have it done, it'll probably be at the, I want to say the end of the month, but that is definitely coming. Definitely need some video content, you know, Snapchat profile. So make sure you guys are tuning in, show me some love and for everyone that's been listening, appreciate it. And I will see you all next time.